and welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Ian Hates Music Podcast. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And today we have a very special guest with us. It's Sean Milton from the band Landscapes. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Uh, yeah, thank you. We're, uh, yeah, thank you. We're talking to Sean. He's all the way in the UK right now, correct? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's about 20 past 11 at night. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Not too bad. No, no. not bad is, at all. This, is this part of your usual schedule? Do you usually stay up this late? Yeah, I'm a bit of a night owl, to be honest. So <laughs> <Okay>. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I appreciate it. We're, I, I don't know. I'm an old man in, the, in a young person's body. I'm in bed at like <laughs> nine, nine thirty. That's that good. That's good, dude. I wish I could do that myself, to be honest. But no, I don't know. Maybe it's in, like touring and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe like touring. For hours on end, and then you play late at night, and then you're full of adrenaline when you you come off stage. Like maybe, maybe that's why my sleeping pattern's just shot. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes total sense. When's your next uh, show coming up? Uh, our next show, um, I think <laughs> I can't keep up together with them. Uh, I think the next show that we're doing actually is an acoustic show, and we've never done an acoustic show. Oh before. wow, really? That's great. Uh, it's going to be uh, Banquet Records, which is in Kingston in, Lund- uh, in London. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just it's to, and like to do with the promotion of uh, like our new record release. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna, uh, I think it's just gonna make like everything that we're doing at the moment sound really different to what it is on the record. But I don't know, it just shows our potential, I suppose. Oh, that's great. Maybe. And just to, just to let everyone know, too, so your new album is Modern Earth, and it's coming out April 8th on Pure Noise, correct? That's correct, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And, yeah, it's interesting. You're, you're saying about the, uh, the acoustic stuff, and it's interesting even listening to you know the transition, and we can get into this in a little bit here, but the transition mm-hmm. from your EP to Life Gone Wrong, to even the new stuff that you put out, how you guys have evolved musically is amazing. You, you so I think the acoustic stuff's really going to play well with that. Thank you. Cheers, man. Yeah. Now, do you do you plan to record, uh, you know, some of that set so you can put it out sometime later for your acoustic set? Yeah, and like at, at the moment, we've been recording it so that we can just go over it and just double check to see if it, it sounds right to us. I guess right. because it's not like other than. Like when we go through the writing process, like we probably don't ever really use like acoustics at all. So it's kind of it's a real new area that we've never really embarked on, like in a live like environment. But yeah, I think I think it's something that like we're looking at recording, and then I don't know, maybe we could just like give it out as a freebie or something, or I don't know, like upload it so that people can download it. Something, I uh, guess. Yeah, <laughs> that works for us. That's for sure. <laughs> So that's awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. Let's let's just dive into it because yeah. we we want to learn a little bit about you and and landscapes the band. So sure. we could just dive right into just even your background. You know how you got started in music. Were you always in landscapes? Is it kind of the first thing you did, or were you always in kind of different bands? And and landscapes is kind of the current thing. How how did you get started in music in general? Um, I learned. Uh, uh, I guess I learned piano when I was about. Six years old. I'm, my mum put me through piano lessons. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I wasn't that good at it. I'm, not gonna lie. I'm still not that good <laughs> yeah, at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I guess that's like that was my first introduction to music, um, and I sort of just got I got obsessed with. Uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. Um, I think it's pronounced Ennio Morricone. Uh, he was the composer for 
like Twin uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else did he do? He did uh, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Mm-hmm. Like the Clint Eastwood, like spaghetti westerns and stuff. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so I got like really hooked on that. I used to dress up as a cowboy and <laughs> just... <laughs> but yeah, and, and like playing piano was like, I don't know, I just kind of, I ended up being stuck on it for, for a long time until the next fad kicked in. And then I think I joined... I joined a band when I was about 15, uh, but we didn't really go anywhere. We never played any live shows or anything. I can't, I can't really justify it as a real band. <laughs> so what... So, so, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Craig. you want to do it? No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask where you went from the transition from the piano and going into your, you know, that band you just mentioned to the vocals. Um, I guess, it, and like, for me, it... And, that's a good question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's, I think, I mean, my, my parents always raised me on like 80s music anyway. So I was always like introduced to uh, like quite emotional music. I used to mime a lot of stuff in the mirror. I've got no shame in saying that. <laughs> but, I, uh, but yeah, and I don't know, I guess and like I always really wanted to be in a band. I didn't really care what I was going to do, whether I was going to play guitar or play bass. I definitely can't play drums but um, <laughs> drums but, are hard yeah they're super hard you and like your brain's got to be like set up differently for him i think that's but, right you got to be really coordinated that's what i found yeah, with no. the drums and i am not at all i don't know <laughs> See, i i won't try and assume anything about you but i know for me like not a sports person not coordinated at all so the drums are just a challenge See, yeah and craig, i'm identical to that craig, <laughs> craig and i have talked in the past i play a lot of sports after i did piano drums was my thing and then oh, really? I went, yep, then I went into vocals from there. But now I don't even pretend to know I can play drums, for sure. <laughs> not, even, not even a chance anymore. <laughs> but yeah, um, Craig, did you want to follow up on that? Yeah, so do you still play? So you mentioned you know, playing piano. Do you play guitar or bass or anything like that? Or do you still play any kind of instruments? Or are you focus mainly on vocals now? Um, I, still, I still work with guitar. Um, I wouldn't say like I'm fluent in playing guitar. Sure. I definitely pick up guitar like when we're writing okay so it's like i'll come up with an idea and i'll i'll do my best interpretation of putting it down in a riff and then i'll give it to my other guys and they'll and like kai and martin will just tear it apart and turn it into something completely different so it doesn't right. ever really make much difference but um it's the idea yeah, it's, though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the idea it it stems from there i guess yeah exactly so you mentioned like listening to eighties music and Marconi as kind of some influences. What what other influences kind of got you into you know the hardcore, you know hardcore punk, whatever we want to call it, scene there? What, what did you listen to growing up that really pushed you in this direction? For me, like it was Nirvana. It was like probably what well, I was probably about eleven years old. I used to always hang out at my friend's house because he had MTV. Okay, <laughs> we just like watch Beavis and Butthead all the time and. <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit used to come on on a regular basis, and it was just like, yes, I want to, like, that's definitely something I want to do one day. <laughs> but there was a lot of music kicking around at the time. Like, there was a lot of, like, underground rave kicking kicking around, especially around, like, the area that I live in. Um, so I was kind of influenced by a lot of different music, really. It was, I mean, and not just 80s, not just, like, classical uh uh, not just uh, rave, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like I don't know. I, like my parents, my parents were quite well into Led Zepp and uh, uh, Black Sabbath. Yep. Uh, my mum was a big T Rex fan as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, 
so yeah I, I, I don't know I just like our record collection was always quite diverse so it always gave me the opportunity like when I first was allowed to hold records myself right. <laughs> um I always just sort of dove into them and ha- had a good like listen through I guess sure well now with all those influences coming together into what you're doing now how did you meet uh your current bandmates that's a weird story actually like um I they only live in a town like uh, probably what about a 15 minute drive from from where I live okay um but uh just through association of other people and um I ended up at a house party next thing I know I was hanging out with a lot of these people like on a regular basis uh a, a band called more than life had just formed mm-hmm. they used to be in uh, another band called basics and it was like pretty much the same members um and more than life uh were going out on their first tour uh through europe with a band called gold kids okay um and they asked me to drive and, and do merch for him so i just sort of chipped in and help, uh, helped out and then by the time i come back off of i think it was like the second tour that we did t- together through europe and that was with uh Kill the Dream and, and uh, the Carrier from Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the Carrier and Killing <laughs> the Dream. They're incredible. They're right? so good. Uh, but yeah, and then I came back off that tour, and a bunch of guys that I'd known for a few years anyway sort of approached me and just said, "Yeah, do you want to do you want to make a band that's kind of like hard, hardcore influenced?" And I was just like, "Yeah, definitely." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just had a taste of like Europe a couple of times around, and just figured, "Yeah, I want to do that as well." That's awesome. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so now have you always, when, when you started, you know, doing that, did you always scream or, it, you know, a lot of the early stuff I listened to, like the EP Reminiscent, is, it sounds like you, you scream a lot more than you're kind of transitioning now to doing a lot more singing. So have you yeah. always screamed or did you, did you start off singing and kind of enter into the, the screaming part? I don't know, it's kind of a weirdly phrased question. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, and like in, in other projects that I've done, like I, I did like a, I had like a, a little acoustic band going on okay. uh, for a little bit where I used to sing in that. We used to do like Deftones covers and oh. Incubus covers and shit. Nice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so like I knew how to sing, but I've never really had any lessons surrounding it. But then when we started this band, it was like our main influences were bands like, uh, I think you mentioned on your previous podcast, like Verse, Have Heart. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. But um, a main influence for us was uh, was a, a band called Go It Alone from okay. Vancouver. Mm. Um, and they just blew my mind. Like all of us in the band were just like, every time we came to like putting anything together, we'd always end up being like, no, that's that riff from Only Blood Between Us. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> having a and start again. But I, I didn't, I don't, I think like when we first started Landscapes, I didn't really know like my vocal boundaries. Um, and I, I think within the first year of us doing like, uh, a string of shows in a row. Uh, I blew my voice out completely. Right. Wow. right. Uh, so I had like a laryngitis. I couldn't talk for about a month, maybe maybe a, a bit longer. Um, and uh, I had to see a vocal therapist and had to do loads of different exercises. And they uh, explained to me that I couldn't just like ah, like scream, 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 scream all the time. And I was just like, that's fine. To be honest, it's getting a little bit hard anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's sort of by by doing that, it made me check out a lot like more artists, more like uh, vocalists. Um, have a huge like uh, my inspiration uh, comes from mainly like female vocalists. 
oh. because their range is just so vast it's un- unreal so um yeah I-, I guess like looking at that and it just it made me think about like the way that we were going to sort of evolve landscapes rather than just being like a screamo band all the time mm. like how we could how we could become something but we didn't want to do it like immediately it had to be like it's got to be a gradual thing we're really particular and a little bit ocd on like the way that we do things so oh, sure. so yeah like as the records progress like as we get through them um i think come what the fifth release that we do yeah we're not going to sound like the same <laughs> band we're like someone completely different but we hope to like make the transition relatively smooth yeah that's that's true though because you could tell definitely that you're evolving in your your musical style as like like i mentioned before you could mm-hmm. hear it um so you mentioned female vocalists because of the range mm-hmm. what what kind of female vocalists do you you typically listen to or look up to that's interesting uh bjork bjork oh, okay yeah <laughs> she has a range that's for sure She's got an incredible range, yeah. like, but it's it's like a whole history of music. Like you look at like when she was little and she was uh, singing for a country, and then you look at like over the years, like uh, the lyrical content that she uses. She tends to wear her heart on her sleeve. Mm-hmm. I'm really in, in, like amazed by how she has the ability to explain that she's going to cut herself if she doesn't, and like if her guy leaves her, and you know it, it seems almost madness, like complete despair but then at the same time it's honest right you know and and i i don't know like you look at any like uh uh interviews that she's done i can't remember the name of the guy i think his name's like arvo pf i think uh who's like a, a minimalist composure um uh i'm saying the word wrong composure Com- composer <laughs> Composer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Composer. Sorry. Well, look, hey, no, don't apologize to us. I mean, Craig and I are really showing our limited range on on music. (laughs) Edit that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um, yeah, and like, you you look at like the way that she looks at music as well. Uh, She doesn't just look at uh, like the lyrics or just the lyrical content um, or like the uh, tone that she uses with. uh, with her vocal range, she also uses her music. She's like very, like hands on. She doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. And like you, in, like she's an embodiment of art, really. Like when you look at her, like album artwork to her videos that she performs in, it's insane. It's it's another level. Like you don't really get that in many artists these days. Very yeah. true. Now you mentioned the honesty in the lyrics, and you know, listening to your music and going through your lyrics, it seems like mm-hmm. you seem to be pretty honest with what you're talking about. Where do your lyrics normally come from? How do you look at? Uh, I guess how do you look at writing that lyrical process? Uh, it's well, it's it's changed like over the years. Like so, with our EP, um, it was more about like the lyrical content for our EP was more about like loss of family. Uh, Kai had written uh, the song Silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was about his parents splitting up. And uh, most of the, the other songs were all about like, I never really got over my grandmother dying. She died with me and my mum, and uh, she had stomach cancer. It was really quite horrific and quite so quick. Yeah, very That's sorry. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, dude, it's like eight years ago now. Still <laughs> get a little bit weird over it, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, so that EP was like, it was really based on that. But then, and, and like Love Lost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, I really wanted to break away from it. And although I didn't really 
get around to doing that in Life Gone Wrong, I, I sort of did it at the same time. I mean, most of those songs are about uh, like a loss of friendship. So usually like oh. most of our content is about losing stuff, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's my mind or whether it's like friends or family or love or whatever. It's usually it surrounds that. Sure. But I can't really, I can't really, I've never been able to uh, just put pen to paper and write like a story. Mm. I can, I can write a story, but uh, not lyrically. It doesn't feel like it comes uh, from, from inside me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, I, I think like the way that I look at, like our, and the way that I look at our lyrics, I mean, for an example, with Life Gone Wrong, um, uh, about two years prior to that, I tried to hang myself. I uh, suffered from, quite severe depression and anxiety yeah um and life gone wrong like the lyrical concept for it was really like the idea of uh letting go of it mm. and and trying to just put it out so that i didn't have to think about it anymore it was like out out of my mind and down somewhere else but then it was weird because then i'd end up revisiting it every time we play a show and it was oh, like right. this is killing me <laughs> yeah but but i mean y you learn from those things i guess Sure. Now, when you have you always written as like poetry or any anything like this as kind of a way to express yourself and deal with these things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, like I have um, like note uh, notepads and journals and diaries upstairs uh, it, and like in my bedroom that are surrounding my bed, where I just and, like anything I think about, I just write. And because I, like I stay up quite late, I, I've got quite a good view from my bedroom window. Okay, so I've got like my bed set up so that I can just like peer out of my window like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's kind of, I don't know, like I tend to write best uh, like a, um, in the early hours of the morning, like mm -hmm. when night's sort of creeping away and you've just got like, I don't know, it's, it's that whole element of sunrise. No one's around at the time. Sure. So it, kind of, it leaves me to myself. Sure. That's awesome. Now, I want to ask you about something. So you mentioned about the anxiety and depression, and I saw on your website you retweeted um, at least something from theoverlook.org, which is helping kids with mental illness. And this is something that resonates with me, and I know my wife, too, because she teaches uh, school kids with you know emotional behavioral disabilities oh, wow. and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, do you do any kind of outreach with, with those kind of kids or, or you know, try to reach out to those and help people? I I know I watched a live video of you guys from mm -hmm. Liechtenstein where you, you know, you mentioned about, you know, helping, helping out your friends. I think it was from April last year. You know, if you see somebody out there that's struggling and it was really just an awesome message to see somebody up there, like, you know, it's really positive. So I don't know if you do any kind of outreach. Thanks, yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, well, kind of, I mean, like originally the approach was if people feel like they need to talk to us about anything, then obviously they can approach us. And then, and like after a while and like, it was weird. Like we had this this weird moment where we stopped looking for like hardcore fans. I, I know that sounds really weird, but like we were like our primary audience was supposed to be a, a hardcore sort of fan base, follower base. I don't really like using the word fan, but uh, and then sure. suddenly, like w w because of particular tours that we've been uh, been out on, we started getting like our own crowd, and our own crowd that would show up were relatively young and uh we tend to find like a lot of people crying at the side of the stage so it felt like right to like be able to turn around and talk to them and make eye contact with them and sort of touch them and under and, like make them aware that it's cool like we're all in it it's right. fine 
you know. But um, I've I've approached Samaritans before in the UK, uh, but I'm still yet to hear back from them. But the overlooked, actually, um, uh, we've been in uh, communication via email, so we're we're working out. Uh, something that we can do like whether that's like guest list you know we'll sort out guest list for anyone we used to have like a deal with <clears throat> anyone who's stupid enough to get like a, a like a tattoo that references like anything to do with our releases or oh. anything to do with us like we used to honor them with like guest list oh, well, that sort right. of got out of hand <laughs> we, can't really do, we can't really do it as much so we figured well we're not gonna like if our friends want to come along to shows like they're usually cool with just, you know, paying and coming along regardless. So we just figured that you, you get, most bands get allocated like five guest lists, like uh, of our sort of size, mm-hmm. uh, like five slots. So um, we figured that we'd use them up on, on something worthy. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. So what would you say? I mean, again, you, you have this like, message of positivity and it's great to see, I mean, you know, what you're doing and how you're dealing with it in, in a positive way, you know, writing, putting yourself out there, you know, trying to do these outreach things. What would you Thank say you. to anybody who's out there dealing with depression or anxiety? You know, what, what advice would you have for them? I think this is an important topic to deal with because sure. I think there's a lot of people out there that deal with depression and anxiety. I mean, I deal with it myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, I'm, you know, not nearly to that level, but, you know, we all deal with, you know, I think, you know, our own shit in our own way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to some completely. extent. Uh, yeah. What, what would you say? I think, I think like, uh, you've almost said it yourself, like, we're all in it. Um, and it's making people aware that they're not alone. Like, uh, I, I tend to find, like, um, for any of the times where I've got myself in, in those scenarios where it's got really, like, overpowering, um, it was the people that uh, took the time out to talk to me um, and the people that just tried to understand. And, it, and the, the problem is, is it's, really, it's really difficult to understand depression if, you've ne- if you haven't had it before. Of course. So, yeah. and, like, I mean, a, a, a good example is when you hear people being like, oh, chin up, like, it'll be all right. And it's like, imagine turning around to, and, to, and like, bearing in mind that depression is like a disease of the mind. Like, imagine turning around to someone who's got cancer and saying, oh, you know, it's going to be all right, cheer up. It's like, it doesn't work like that, right. you know. And if if you don't get the right help and you don't um, see the right people, if you don't have the right people around you, then you could spiral out of control. And, I mean, that's where I nearly got to. I'm really lucky. I've got an amazing family. My mum is, like, my best friend in the entire world. And the only thing that prevented me from doing it, and I, you know, was was the fact that, I thought about how it would affect the rest of my family, you know? So it's, I mean, it's being conscious of like what you're doing, but at the same time, you know, you're going through pretty much like a pain, like an excruciating pain. And the only way that you can ever feel like if people aren't listening to you, if your doctor doesn't really understand, and I know that the medical care system's a lot different in the States to in the UK, but if your doctor doesn't really understand either, uh, or they want to put you through like a waiting list or whatever it it, it can feel quite isolating sure um, yeah so it's important to be around the right people exercise is really good as well it really helped me out yeah, yeah i very found true. that too that exercise helps me yep yeah. <laughs> no that's that's for sure now going going off of what you just said because what you are talking about is something very very important um mm-hmm. when we were looking through some of your past you did that tour with the amity affliction and yeah. they have a very similar message about a lot of things. You know, their their lead singer 
excuse me, their lead singer went through a lot of similar things to what you're talking about and still deals with them. Uh, did you feel a certain, like, was that one of the reasons why you accepted that tour? Did you know about that when you originally did it? Did you ever hang out with those guys? Um, no, it's, it's kind of, do you know what? Like I keep seeing those interviews that we did over that tour and they really, really fucking embarrass me. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched one of you guys in a tub. Yeah, that's what I saw. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was on that fucking tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I think, is, and so how we got to, to know and, and, and meet uh, those guys from Amity was uh, through our press agent. Our press agent in the UK is a wonderful girl by the name of Hayley Connolly. Um, she works really closely with, with Amity and she's been friends with them for many, many years. Uh, I think the song, there's a song that they've got called I Love HC. Yeah. That's apparently the, the initials. It doesn't mean hardcore. It means Hayley Connolly. Oh, really? That, oh, okay. Yeah, apparently. I don't oh, know. That's, like, right. that's what Hayley tells me, but <laughs> 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 um, But uh, so, yeah, and Hayley used to like, um, do you know what? Um, do you know what I mean when I say the word blag? No, no, actually, blag, uh, uh, I like, thought I would know. I thought I knew all the slang. <laughs> and so blag means like, oh, let's and like when you're trying to like get free merch or something. Oh, let's blag some merch. Do you oh, know what I mean? Um, it's like yeah, 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 sure, sure. So, so yeah, Haley used to come around to our shows and blag merch off of us <laughs> to send out to Australia to to give to Joel. Ah. Um, and uh, because apparently Joel was into the band, I think she'd sent our record to him and he was like, he really vibed off of it. Yeah. Um, and we were just like, that's awesome. Like, we, to be honest, the Amity Affliction isn't the type of band that I would have normally like picked up. I wouldn't have picked, not, not because of even their sound. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even looked at like their artwork or anything and considered it something that I would have normally listened to. Right. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Huh. I just, there's only so much music I can get to and get through at once. Sure. Right, um, right. So uh, like there's a, uh, so throughout that tour, I'm, uh, I'm answering these questions that are like, Oh, and you know, what's your favorite record by Amity? And it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, I had to be honest about it, but it, it just seemed rude. Now, Looking back, I mean, yeah, the Amity are, are, are incredible guys. Though they're they're really really awesome guys. Uh, like any time that we've hung out with them since, like if we've gone out and met them out on tours uh, since that tour, it's just always been like a real barrel of laughs. Um, they're oh, really great. good guys. Like especially Joel. Like Joel at the time um, had uh, quit drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, he had an issue. At, uh, I think it was on the Warp tour. Yes, where yes, he was rushed yeah. off the school. So, uh, yeah, that was, and, and I'd heard that he was DTD, which is like drink till death, you know, that yeah. DTD yeah. Yeah. that they all get. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. Cause like my guys are heavy drinkers anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and we only learned that from the carrier to be honest. So, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like we were really excited and then it turns out that Joel didn't drink and I was worried that he, he was going to probably be a little bit annoyed with being around people that are drunk all the time. So I made sure that I got up relatively early most days on the tour went around shopping for coffee and oh. cameras and graffiti stuff so yeah it's cool oh very nice yeah they're real guys now Do let you... me let me just uh skew it just from music for a second because you mentioned heavy mm -hmm. drinking uh sure is there is there anything <laughs> do you guys have a favorite like i i'm having a drink now because i'm not going to work tomorrow so and i'm enjoying carlsberg myself so i didn't know 
Yeah, I'm a huge fan. We're we're gonna talk football later for sure. Sure. Uh, okay. But do you guys normally have like a drink of choice or anything? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm normally I'm, I'm like I'm I'm quite willing to my my red wine. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Good. Good for the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't mind a beer every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm drinking a, a Budweiser at the moment. Oh, <laughs> it's I like mean, we've swapped. It's yeah. like I, I'm drinking the I'm drinking the Danish beer. You're drinking the American beer, <laughs> and we're <laughs> talking across the seas here. All right. But um, but I don't know. Like UK beer, like German and Germany's beer is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, UK beer isn't so. And like to me, it's not that great unless you're in, like if you like your ales or pale and like pale ales, dark ales. Then it's cool. It's fine. Like, sure. But uh, but yeah, as far as like lagers go, they're pretty weak. Right. Right. Now yeah. I I agree. I agree. Now for me, I don't I don't drink that much beer anymore. I'm I'm onto just whiskey and mostly scotch <laughs> now. Good nice man. nice single malt. That's that's where it's at for me. What's your brand? I like Lafroig. Oh. Mm. So you like the uh, the peaty sort of. Uh, that's uh, right. Leaves it on the nose, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the smokier the better. Oh. And La- Lagavulin are my two. Nice. Uh, oh, right. okay, fair play. What's, uh, what's the uh, the smokier ones that uh, on the Freud? That's um, the ten year and the quarter cask, I think. Yeah, so the ten years are really good one. The quarter cask is even smokier. Yeah, yeah, it's but, a bit sweeter as well, I think. Uh, it's been a while since I've had it. You could be right. I need to go to the liquor store actually and pick up a bottle. <laughs> It's My, not cheap. It's no, not, uh, it's a, you know I get into more and more expensive habits here. Between I just bought a new guitar and I'm looking at pedals for my guitar and the scotch and all these things start to add up here. <laughs> Very true. Boys, toys. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So we were talking about the Avenue Affliction, and I just wanted to ask you. So you guys have toured with some incredible bands. I mean, I was looking. You toured with the Ghost Inside. You've toured with Defeater and Caspian. And the last one is really actually interesting to me. So do you listen to? a lot of post-rock stuff and yeah, and what's sure. it been like to tour them because i got into this huge post-rock thing now like mm-hmm. i love caspian is absolutely phenomenal those guys they're, they're an incredible i, I mean i, I to, uh, again and, and and this is no offense to those guys I sure think it's a fucking incredible like every single one of them i came away from that defeat at all with caspian uh, and the good time boys um a, a completely different person I found myself like most evenings and like I was stuck to watching their show every single night. And that's kind of a hard thing to do when you're on the road for that long. Right. But I don't know. It's weird. Like they had just gone through um, a loss of a member and their bassist. Uh, I don't know whether you heard that story. No, no. Uh, uh, It's it's not my place. But if you look it up, like they had lost their bassist, um, uh, I think a few months prior to that tour. Uh, and it was pretty devastating to them. Right. Um, that was free depression as well. Um, so I don't know. There was there was like a real connection going on. Uh, and I think pretty much halfway through the tour, I noticed that like some of those guys like to smoke a bit of weed. Uh, <laughs> so, some of our guys like to smoke a bit of weed. So we just sort of we were hanging out with uh, with uh, a few of them, and um, they've all got like a matching tattoo of a. Uh, so like a fool's uh, foosball table. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Yeah, like the uh, the uh, like the dimensions of it or something. Oh, um, so they they're like self-proclaimed nerds, <laughs> 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 but like in the best possible way. And the thing that they got me into, which I actually came off the tour, and the first thing I did was uh, I bought um, uh, this game called Minecraft. 
Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> they got me in the Minecraft, oh, and it's such a genius thing. That, like, they, I'm not being funny. That game's actually really good. It's not a game either. It's like the basics of programming. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and like to to play on it because especially on a Mac, uh, Mac you can like uh, link up. So if you're sat in a van and you're all playing like on the same like platform. Yep. So you can right. build stuff, and you'd catch them. Like you'd be sat in the same room as them, and they're like, "Oh, can you pass me that? Like, have you got any spare axes?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, just let me." And you'd hear them like chatting away. And it's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" <laughs> and so they were like, "Oh, it's, it's nothing." And you look over their shoulder, and it looks like they're playing some Lego game. And it was like, <laughs> "What is this?" And then the next thing I know, I, I was buying it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it's just like, but yeah, and that's like I kept in in touch with with those. I don't play anymore, but like I kept in touch with Erin uh, and and Joey probably for for about a year after after tour like oh. on a daily basis like meeting him on minecraft and talking to him with this other guy called bjorn uh from germany who they introduced me to and like this bjorn guy has released like a book oh. <laughs> <laughs> of like the world that we all built it's oh really like, like next level <laughs> it's, so it's kind of embarrassing but fuck it no nah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> very so, nice now oh craig did you have something no, go ahead. Oh, well, I just, we were talking about tours. Um, do you have any upcoming besides your acoustic set? Is there any chance you're coming to the States at all? It's, it's in talks. Um, we're talking to Jake about it quite a lot at the moment. We have, uh, we did have, I don't know, I haven't been in, in touch with, with a few of the guys that were booking agents for North America. Okay. Um, uh, but we're in. We're discussing it. It's just as and when, I guess. Like we're not going to come out and like headline our own tour or anything anytime okay. soon. It's something where we have to uh, consider like the right opportunity with the right band. Right, right, right. Sure. And I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that go into, you know, payments and all that. I I know visas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like... it's insane. Right. It's so like the the difference in cost for like an American band to come to Europe. And uh, like a European band to go out to the states, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Right, like the the cost difference is mad. Very That's true. crazy. Well, if you're ever in Boston, definitely you have to let us know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, we, no, no doubt. We come out for sure. Um, so about you know upcoming tours, what bands? Um, like if you had to think, past, present, future bands, would you want to tour with? If you had to pick like your ideal tour guys to go on tour with? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fantasy book yourself on this one. <laughs> Uh, uh okay um oh that's really uh, how many bands am i allowed <laughs> uh cool a uh, five we can go five yeah <laughs> I including, just yourself. including us there you go including yourselves yeah okay uh i'd say headline and like tool to headline sure <laughs> i, I want to make it as wait you're, as you're you're not headlining your own tour no of course oh, not okay. wow uh very so, humble I yeah i know it. right no, no, we'd be an opener. We'd oh, definitely okay. be an opener. Uh, so, okay, so us opening, uh, go it alone. Mm -hmm. um, Deftones. Oh, sure. Uh, tool to headline, I guess, like main support. Like someone, someone like really different to the rest of us. Mm. Um, like FK Twigs, maybe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's your. Oh, okay, there we go. Sorry, yeah. I I miscounted. That's right. <laughs> <I> miscounted. <laughs> now let me ask you about since you did bring up Deftones. Um, uh huh. 
So have you followed them throughout their entire transformation? Because they're one of those bands that started out one specific way, and then throughout almost every album, they've morphed into something new. Um, and they're still amazing live. I saw them recently. Um, they're know, they're sick, so good. Yeah. Do you keep up with all? Because I know they have their new album coming out soon as well. Yeah. I, and like, I'm looking forward to this new record. I mean, a lot of people have been sort of slamming it. And what was this? And there was an article that came up about um, uh, the guitarist. He said that he wasn't keen on on the record. Yeah. Uh, like he struggled to uh, to get through it or something. Yeah. Well, I that's read that. No, that's, yeah. that's not news. That's like that's old news. Right. He did that with. Like, he did that with White Pony. Yeah, so and White Pony is like one of my all-time favorite albums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, seriously. So it's just <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, I, I don't think that's anything to worry about. Like, loads of people are like, well, this sucks. Like, looks like he's going to leave soon. Probably not. No, like, no. And even if he does, like, I don't think it's going to be that bad a thing. And that's nothing against him as a guitarist. No. He's an amazing guitarist. Mm -hmm. He's admitted that, like, he's the heavier side of what they are. And I love that heavier side. Yeah. But something that I really like about deftones and most of what chino does mm -hmm. is that it's really experimental and it's really out there but you can also tell like where his influences lay like you definitely know that the cure's somewhere involved in that oh yeah you definitely like, i almost I, I i could i could swear that he he's definitely into bjork if he's not <laughs> in a bjork then i'm losing my mind <laughs> right. no I, I i i can match up their screams every once in a while so i can i can definitely yeah. understand that for sure oh very cool yeah I, uh, I'm I'm stoked on the new record. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna so, look forward to it as well. What's your favorite record then? My all time. Uh, uh, well, no, by uh, by Deftones. Oh, by Deftones. It actually, uh -huh. even though I'll say all time favorite is, I'll never be able to get over um, my own summer. Shove it. Like I'll yeah. never I'll never get over that. But I think all together as an album, I think White Pony might be it. See, I was like, I used to be really well into adrenaline. I used yep. to, and like, I was, I mean, adrenaline was what got me into it. Oh, and sure. then, yeah. Uh, like, the, yeah, the EP was, was sick as well. Mm -hmm. Like, White Pony pretty much like was set in concrete for being probably my favorite record. Okay. But I got to say, man, I don't know. I, I reckon, I reckon, and a lot of people disagree with me, but Saturday Night Wrist, I think, is worth oh, yeah? a lot. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, mean, I I think it's a great album. It's just for some reason, maybe it's also the time and place that an album comes out and hits you as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why White Pony spoke to me more. But I'm totally with you. Every time they come out, I mean, even Minerva, all that kind of stuff, it's all great stuff. It's just whether or not you connect enough with it, I guess. Dude, I'll tell you a secret. Okay. So <laughs> Should I stop recording? I'll stop. No, no, no. no. <laughs> People need to hear this. There you go. <laughs> um, there and so I remember I was searching around. I'm guessing it was just after they released Saturday Night Wrist, and I and, and like the self-titled record I, w I wasn't into. Okay. So and it, it, because I had like White Pony in, in my mind, and I was like, well, that's the best record ever. The <laughs> right. self-titled came out, and I was just like, well, that doesn't come up to scratch next to that. And a friend of mine turned around to me and went, Sean. Chino's like a fine wine. He only matures with age. That's all you got to think about. Mm -hmm. And like, as long as you appreciate it for that, then you're going to love it. Yeah. And it changed like my view on, on the self-title totally. And I was like, yeah, this is incredible. And really sunk my teeth into it. But there was an interview with Chi um, where he had said something about Chino uh, arguing with the band. There was like some sort of discrepancy or something. Um, and... Uh, he didn't show up so they recorded like pretty much the whole of Saturday Night Wrist 
without him and then he showed up after they'd all left the studio and laid down the first lyrics to uh, like one of the first tracks yep. um, apparently he hadn't heard it or, or anything I, I you know don't quote me I could be wrong the video it- doesn't even exist anymore they removed the video after the accident oh um, yeah. but uh, yeah he, he was like so what's the song uh, Hole in the Earth yeah Hole in the Earth yep if, if you look at the lyrics to that, that's basically a song, and like the song's telling you that they're breaking up and that he's leaving. Ah, okay. And it's fucked up. And there's a line in it where he's like something like, "I hate all of my friends. They don't understand me sometimes." Or something, something along those lines. And it's like, "Fuck, they're right. about to break." Yep. <laughs> so it was like this huge, great big like serenade, I guess. And it was just like, "Oh my god, this." Is... But at the same time, I listened to that record. And I was just like, "This is one of the best." They can't split up now. This is one of the best records ever. And then the, obviously the accident happens yeah. and, you know, rest in peace. But I know, right? Fuck, yeah. It blew my mind. No, absolutely. No, for sure. No, that's a great choice. That is a, not only is that album a great choice, but even fancy booking yourself in a tour with Deftones is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I keep seeing like loads of bands that I know, like Neck Deep. Yep. And, they're, and they're out on this like run with them. It's just like, come on, man. Right. One day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So now that you guys are signed to Pure Noise, how's that been? You know, kind of switch it back to landscapes here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. Like Jake. Jake is uh, Jake who run uh, Jacob Rounds uh, runs Pure Noise with uh, uh, his sidekick, trusty sidekick, uh, uh, Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great guys. Like uh, they've. It's been a really different, and like we're not really that used to record labels. Like our first record label, Broken Light Records, um, was the uh, drummer from a, uh, an old UK band called The Legacy. Oh. Um, and he started up the label pretty much just to help us out because we couldn't get signed by anyone. Um, and then when we got signed by City of Gold, our experience with City of Gold was great to begin with. And then they sort of dropped off the face of the planet and no one was receiving our records. So we didn't really know what to do oh. in respect of that. And then suddenly we got this opportunity to go with Pure Noise, and they and like we were probably what one of two hardcore bands that were on the label at yeah. the time, yeah. um, and we were the first like overseas band that that Pure Noise were taken on. So it was a real like weird experience. I mean, I finally got to meet Jake. I can't remember the name of the. I think it might have been in Newcastle, uh, and we sat in a McDonald's and chatted for about an hour. Oh, uh, came up with with like a. An agenda and just went yeah let's do it let's go for it oh, very so it's nice. been great yeah that's awesome and i'm looking at i mean the roster you guys are in great company here who's oh, i mean incredible. On, right at counterparts is on here handguns hit the lights who else did i go down the list here i was just to the wind i just kind of fell onto those guys oh yeah uh the, you know in the last couple months here vanna vanna yeah vanna yeah, from boston yeah yeah, yeah. They're an so, awesome band as well. Like we we've met them a couple of times out on the road in Europe, and every time we sort of bump into them, they're always big smiles and and good laughs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so they, you guys, they like to you guys run are a in. Great company. They like to run in some shows in Boston and just play. Like I recently saw Beartooth, and Vanna uh-huh. just ran in and did one of their songs with them, and then walked away. It's like oh, that's that's, that's awesome. Boston. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick. That is so sick. Now how is how is your scene there? Like how is how is the UK scene where you are? You said you're 50 minutes away or so from your bandmates. Um, like, uh-huh. is there a good music scene where you are? Uh, in in our hometowns, not really. No, oh, okay. I mean it's 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 pretty quiet. Um, yeah. But I mean, 
to a certain degree, like there's plenty of bands that have come out from this area. And I think it's just a case of the fact that there's nothing going on here that a lot of kids just end up turning around and just being like, fuck it, let's make a band and get the fuck out of here. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So it, it does us favors to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, I think the the closest that we can get to, uh, to like a, uh, like a, a, a decent music scene uh, would be like Bristol. Oh, sure. Okay. Bristol's music scene's all right. It kind of went a little bit dry. Like after there used to be this venue called the Croft, mm-hmm. which I mean, I've I've seen like Terra play there. I saw uh, Madball play there. I saw uh, Verse play there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like I've seen Sam I Am play there, and it was just like that venue. Just I don't know. There was something about it, and the area of uh, of where it was in Bristol, there was a real community vibe to it. Um, oh, okay. So it was a real shame when it closed down. Right, right. Uh, they have like another, like two other music venues, uh, like main, like uh, venues that a lot of bands play in, uh, but they're situated in a different area, so it it's, it doesn't have the same vibe. Right. Um, but not and like I'm not shit talking down on like anything to do with their scene. I I think it's great over there, but at the same time we haven't played there for a long, long time. Oh, okay. And it's it's purely because like I don't know we made this deal with each other and like probably the first year that we started where we were just like let's stop doing like shows locally and just see how far we can get away mm-hmm. from here um and we just never really looked back and, it, and like every now and then we'll do like a one-off show and it always goes well but i think we kind of take it for granted but then at the same time it's like well i guess we're never here that much so it makes sense ah okay so what would that sounds like a bit of a bummer no no i <laughs> My my follow up initially was gonna be where is your like if you have a local place that you play a lot, uh, but then you just mentioned you're normally on the road. So is there a is there like a favorite spot though on the road that you normally like to go to that you try and hit every time a tour goes around? Definitely, yep. uh, like uh, there's a a place in in Switzerland called Dynamo. Mm-hmm. That place is insane. It's in, like the nicest uh, like apartment you can stay in, which is above where the venue is okay so you're able to go out and you can you can you don't have to like drive anywhere which is out of the city or anything which is always like a plus um they have a river i can't remember the name of the river and uh that's right outside the front of the venue so it's like venue uh footpath and then a river and like over the summer like all the locals just swim in it yeah yeah. the last tour that we were on with uh two incredible bands uh, a band called breakeven and another band from australia called uh uh, endless heights Mm -hmm. um and those guys, I don't know whether it's the fact that they're Australian, but they they love getting in the water. So, <laughs> like the, immediately, like the moment that they like finish playing, they just drop the mic, drop their equipment, and run straight out the front of the venue, straight into the river, <laughs> and you see them just like getting taken off by the current. <laughs> pretty cool. It's it, yeah, it's it's an awesome venue. I really uh, like it there. Wow, that's really different than what we have here. That's for sure. I can't yeah. <laughs> think of anywhere in the States, all the venues I've been to that would ever be like that. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's some places like some places that aren't like that at all. And then they're, they're more, you know, some of them can, and like Cassiopeia, which is in uh, Berlin. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much like on a derelict site, but there's a skate ramp there yep. and there's, you know, and there's a community vibe to it as well. Sure. Uh, you know, you're a stone throw away from like the Berlin Wall, uh, from Burgermeister, which is this like amazing. I've been uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I've been. We- I've been past. I've been past Cassiopeia. I just never been in. I was when I was in Berlin. Uh, no bands were playing that I had a chance to go see. But yeah, That's I've been just- down that area. 
That's a shame. Yeah, I know. I know. Like the shows that go off there are in, in like madness. But yeah, in fact, like that Burgermeister place, like uh, we went there with Vanna last. Uh, oh like yeah. Last, last time we saw those guys, yeah, we we all had burgers outside there. Very nice. Yeah, was- that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. So you have this. We talked in the beginning about Modern Earth coming out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So coming out April eighth. What can yeah. people expect from it? You talked about kind of how you're transitioning here. You know, maybe you could talk about a little, set the stage for us, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, Modern Earth is, it's certain, like, to us, it, it and, like, every song came relatively natu- natural to us. Um, we were, like, uh, we had a lot of different ideas that came to the table, like, when we were putting it together. Uh, and it was something where, um, you know, it, it would just be like, oh, what about this? What about this? And it would just get, and like, so it didn't really feel like we were doing anything different. And really, like, when, when you listen to, like, certain parts of this record, you'll definitely notice, like, a, a theme that you picked up on in, in Life Gone Wrong. Okay. But then at the same time, there's there's an element to it that's a little bit more experimental than the, our previous mm-hmm. record. So it steps into, like, realms that we, like, we didn't know whether we'd be able to pull off I think I think we've done all right. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I, I might um, like we're our own worst self-critics, you know. So um, to us, like when we listen to it now, like after, I mean, bearing in mind that we recorded this at the end of 2014, so a whole year wow. went by. Yeah, wow. it was a long time. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like we still wanted to put more work into the like the sound quality. Mm-hmm. Um, we. Uh, the album cover that, uh, I don't know whether you've seen the album artwork the yeah if it's the it. same yeah yeah uh, it's like a, it's like these big block letters with like stars and stuff around yeah, it yeah. yeah it's on the uh, website as well the Bandcamp mm-hmm. website right yeah um, so that was like there's no photoshop in, in, like on that album artwork we really wanted it like I look at bands like Pearl Jam um, or Tool for an example mm-hmm. where they they built their album covers up yep. uh, so it, yeah, to me, it was like important to like say and for the font. I mean, obviously that's a font, but at the same time, like the way that we've arranged it, you can't you can't copy it. Oh. Not that we have a problem with people copying shit or anything like that. Is but like it it just seemed right to us that we made everything from scratch. It was all like the DIY element of of us being primarily a punk band. So it's like yeah, you know, like well, the way that we looked at it was like we wanted our sound to be spot on, but like where we come from to portray that we it, you know it means a lot to us um and that it didn't just come half-assed like whole assed a lot or, or nothing at all yeah was yes is there a backstory to the to the actual album cover then besides besides the modern earth and the um what you were just talking about there like but actually the stars hanging and and the backdrop of like uh the sky is there something uh there yeah, sure. I mean, it it ties in with like the uh, the lyric content within the record and the kind of like the whole storyline to the record as well. Oh, okay. Um, but like, it it also ties in. I don't know whether you've seen the video for Neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, yeah. is that on YouTube or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah then I have. A, yeah, yep. I the, think I did watch it. Yeah. Um, so that kind of it's weird. Like, the, I don't want to bore you to death with it. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. This is very interesting for us. Okay, so uh, like, so it's funny, and if I start with a video and then we can go back to the, the album artwork. Mm-hmm. So with the video, uh, the concept, although it's not that obvious, is that 
Um, it's me walking through the streets of this shitty town that I live in. Um, uh, and the message that's within the song is that I feel like a ghost in my town. Mm-hmm. Um, in Life Gone Wrong, uh, the opening track, like the first track that we released in the first vi- video we released was for a song called Cemetery. Cemetery, I originally wrote in the cemetery, which is along my road where I live. Okay. Um, and I used to hang out there all the time just to get away from people. <laughs> sure. uh, so Cemetery was like a real important track to put first anyway. And then, so the idea of me being this ghost in, in this town, uh, at the end of the video, you see me walking through that same cemetery. And the idea is, is that I'm already dead and my heaven is playing with my bands. Ah, oh, okay. If that uh, makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a weird one. But then, and then going back to the album artwork, it's supposed to be like, this, this is our heaven. This is, oh, this right. is the, like above, above earth, like below, below the stars, I guess. But like at the same time, like the, the, the storyline of like what the album's about is, um, imagine if you, you knew about earth, but you'd never been here before, but it was familiar to where you were from and you arrive here and you realize it's just as fucked up as where you've come from and you were trying to get away from it all along. Right. You're kind of stuck here. And it's like from a observational perspective of um, like just the situation as to how Earth is today and like how depression doesn't change and people still mm-hmm. don't understand it. And I think I'm getting older. And yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. It's that, like, I, I guess that's like the whole the whole basis, which uh-huh. is kind of like, like life gone wrong in a lot of sense. I see. No, I really like that actually. And by the way, just on a side note, what what town are you in or from right now? Is it Somerset? Uh, I actually. So I'm like right on the border of Somerset. Okay. I'm in a. So I, I I'm in a county called Wiltshire. Yep. And the name of my town is called Westbury. Oh, I'm you're grazing, Westbury. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have like a, a like a, a chalk white horse on a hill that's like just behind my house. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty primitive. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm I'm slightly familiar. I lived in it, it's far away. It's farther away from you, but I lived in Shefford for oh, a, a while of my life. Yeah, yeah. So that's why if people start talking about that stuff, I at least know a general area and I know exactly about shitty towns. So that's yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was most they, of my life. So I understand. They don't get they don't get much worse than Westbury. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I've been through before. I think I've been through. Uh, Craig, did you have something? No, we can go into. You want to talk about football? Oh, you want to? Well, I have to ask. Um, do you have a? I mean, this will this will depend on whether or not I completely delete this recording or not. Just right off the bat, <laughs> should I should have asked this at the beginning? Is there any uh, football team that you support? I don't, man. I'm so sorry. Oh no, no. It's uh, I just I have to ask that of everyone. It's just yeah, no, if, if you saw my if right now I am doing this. You know, Craig's doing this from his apartment. I'm doing this from my apartment. Uh-huh. If you saw all around, um, if I like scroll the camera around, my whole room is Liverpool. I've I've been a Liverpool oh, really? supporter since I was three years old, so Fair that's plenty. just that's awesome. Yeah, so I just had to ask. I had to. No, I'm, I mean basically the reason why I don't support football. A, uh, my my father raised me on rugby. Oh sure, okay, okay. yep. But uh, I didn't like rugby either, to be honest. But the main thing that I didn't like about football was the violence that was caused, like oh, right. surrounding like the World Cups and like FA Cups and stuff. It just always got like a little bit ridiculous. And then when you look at like how how much like the players are getting paid. Oh yes. And they wear like hairbands and they're running around. You're just like, <laughs> like and, and like they do anything that they can do to cheat. Like someone who gets their like shin knocked 
And then, yep, they're on the ground. Yeah. Believe me, Craig Craig makes fun of me for liking football all the time. So, yeah. (laughs) I think Simpsons, like, summed it up pretty well. You know, the the episode in Simpsons where it's just, like, they're kicking a ball to each other and, like, doing some fancy move. I think that, like... It spelled it out for me. It was like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought. But yeah, Very no offense true. to like, like oh, no. it, but believe me, I, no. for me, I, I grew up, I was going to play uh, football professionally. And then I had, mm-hmm. I had my, I played in England and Germany and that was my, that was my whole thing. And then once I got injured, I fell back on bands and that was my way of getting out of shitty towns was, was doing that. That was basically my, my thing. And it never worked out. At least I had chemical engineering to fall back on. And that's what wow. Craig and I do now, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's just that's, I had to ask just because it's not that thinking every it's Englishman cool, likes football. It's just I always have to I always have to check on that. That's yeah, if, you, I, if if you ask like our bassist, he'd turn around and say Swindon Town all the way. But that's because he's there. You go. Swindon. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Swindon. <laughs> yeah, and I get on Ian's shit a bunch because that's exactly like you said. It's just a bunch of people like running around kicking the ball. The field's huge. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's just, I'm not a huge sports person in general, but, you know, football seems especially boring to me. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like ice hockey, but I like ice, ice hockey for the wrong reasons. Like, I, and, like, I just, and I contradict myself. Yeah, the, the violence from like, there. The violence, <laughs> the violence is so sick. It's just like, yes, yes, this is why I'm sat here. It's like, That's... we sit, like, sit up really late, and like me and a, a friend of mine, and like watch all, the, all of the games like at 1 a.m. or whatever. And just and it was the whole reason why we stayed up was just to see those fights. It was brilliant. Oh, yeah. very nice. Very Ice nice. hockey is good because it keeps moving and, and the fights are interesting. And it's especially interesting to watch live. I yeah. Think Ice hockey is much better live. Yes, yeah, that completely. is. No, very, very true. Very true. When you're, out, when you're out touring, do you ever get to stop by and do any of that kind of stuff? Like do you get to see – like I, I don't know. You said you mentioned Switzerland. You know, Do they have a – hockey game at all or anything like that that you can stop by and do one of the local events no like it's it's kind of weird like the, the way that we always pictured like touring was that you'd be able to experience loads of stuff and it'd be really easy it's like the the opportunity to travel in without having to pay for it i guess yeah but it's not as simple as that like most of the time especially if you're on like smaller runs you've really only got like 20 minutes either way like left or right out of a venue Ah. so like you don't really get that much of an opportunity but then at the same time like normally if we've got like a a day spare or like or if we're on time for something we've got like a few hours to play with if it's like good weather for it we'll we'll usually look out for like a lake and just go skinny dipping oh there you go like but yeah, outside of that, like no, we we tend to avoid sports. Like pretty much all of us, other than our bassist, doesn't really care too much about sports. Right. It sounds awful, but no, it's not, no. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's just... I'm completely with you. <laughs> yeah, Craig is but, completely. <laughs> but also at the same time, uh, uh, there's an in our our video for No Love, which was a tour video. Yep. Um, the guy that filmed it had his finger and like his middle finger up at um, uh, I think it was. I can't remember the name of the football team. It's not the main football team for Munich, maybe. Oh, like um, Bayern, Bayern, Bayern Munich? Yeah, yeah Bayern Munich. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he had his finger up as, uh, as we passed them, and it's in, like, and he left it in the video because like, he edited it in. So loads of people figure that we didn't like that team. Oh, sure. like, no, we don't even know who that team are. Right. <laughs> just the dude that filmed it and just decided to put it in there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that I cleared that one up, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now everyone will know. Yeah, that's great. And I actually, and I do love that song as well. That is a great song. No, yeah. 
Yeah. So thank you. I mean, thank you for doing this. We really appreciate yeah. it. Love I, all the stuff that you're putting out. Really looking forward to the new album. Um, no, you're, you're welcome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I no. love the show as well, by the way. Like, thank you, you very much. Have a new follower. Thank, thank you. Thank you <laughs> very much. Yeah, yeah. much appreciated. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Well, let me. Uh, so we'll go ahead and um, Craig and I will do the um, the whole thing afterwards like after this we'll edit some stuff um but is there anything else you wanted to put out there about the band or about anything else um we're we're set to go out on tour uh and like through europe uh again in may yeah that's coming up um uh i can i, I can say this right yeah yeah, yeah go ahead sorry i don't know and, and like basically because we haven't announced it yet but by the time it comes out we will have announced it so i'm just kind of Oh, hold on a minute. Am I allowed to do that or not? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we're touring with a, a band called Capsize and another band called Giants. Uh, Very nice. From May the 4th to May the 20th through the UK and Europe. Great. Wow. Very nice. That's awesome. Now, I love Capsize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Those they're awesome. Fucking phenomenal, too. Now, where can... Yeah, they're incredible. Are, are people able to find all these dates on your website? Is it landscapesband.com? Uh, yeah, uh, landscapesband.com or there's obviously our Facebook, yep. which is Landscapes UK. And then also on Twitter at Landscapes UK as well. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Is there I'm any other, go ahead. And stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Any other yeah. place to get in touch with you? Anything you would like to, um, have people follow you on or anything? Uh, no, I think that's it. Like, um, our, our Instagram, Facebook, um, we have Tumblr, but we don't update it that often. Okay. All right. And we usually... <laughs> We usually end with kind of what we're listening to or what we're uh, thinking about for new releases. So I don't know. What are you currently listening to? Currently, um, I've, got, I've got a big up. Um, uh, I've got to give a shout out to my friends. Um, there's two two amazing bands from the UK that just started up. Uh, not Sorry, uh, they haven't started up. There's a band called Grader from Aberdeen in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if you're into like uh, Tom Waits meets Hardcore, Oh wow! It's it's like one of the best bands you could ever probably check. Out. <laughs> they blow and like Tom Waits is like a massive influence to me, and I've always like admired his work. Sure, but those guys like managed to do exactly like what I wanted to do with my vocals. Wow. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and another band called Creeper as well. I don't know if okay. you've heard of them before. No, but I don't think so. Yeah, they're, they're a really good band as well. Um, like more like a sort of AFI. Oh like sure, a, yeah, stuff like that, but. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Awesome. All right, nice. Okay. All right, I think we're I think we're all set here. So thank you very much, Sean. That was great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on here. And we're back from our interview with Sean Milton of Landscapes in the UK. Craig, I thought that was a great interview. That was yeah, that was amazing. I mean, just what what a great guy. Yeah. Uh, what a great band. You, if you haven't listened to Landscapes, you definitely need to go check their stuff out. It's incredible. Do it now. And, yeah. Do, yeah, you should do it right now. I, if you're still listening to this, like pause this. Well, actually, no. We have actually, a we have a surprise for everyone. Is that where you were going? This. Yeah, <laughs> is that where you were going? Because yeah, we. I was not going there, but oh. I'm glad you mentioned. Here we go. So we're gonna do our we're gonna do our outro and everything, and then we're actually gonna play two songs off of Modern Earth, which comes out on April 8th, and you heard us talk about that on the interview. But um, we're going to do Radiance first, and then we're gonna do Remorser. And then we'll have our, our whole outro. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing these new songs for everyone because they are really, really good.
they are they are a- incredible and and Sean was really gracious. I mean, he talked to us for over an hour as you as you just heard. Yep. So, just I mean, again, what a great guy. I can't say enough about them. Go check out Landscapes, Modern Earth, April 8th, Pure Noise Records, and we'll leave you with Radiance and Remorse. And Remorse. And then so for Landscapes, you can find them on Facebook. Just look up Landscapes, Landscapes UK. When I put in Landscapes, it worked. It came up there. Um, sure. Twitter is at Landscapes UK. And then their website, uh, sorry, their website is landscapesband.com. And he said they have a Tumblr as well, but they don't really update it that much. But you can check all that stuff out. Just look up Landscapes UK. You'll normally find everything for them. Make sure to pre-order their album if you can. Pick it up when it comes out April 8th. Um, it's going to be worth it. You're going to hear their songs and you're going to know it. So it, it's Absolutely. good. Yeah. So Craig, you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. And as always, you know where to find us. Clearly, if you're yep. listening now. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you've been with us kind of since the beginning or jumped in the middle there. Thank you for coming back, listening to the episodes. If you're a new time listener, welcome. You know, clearly you were here. You, you found us either by searching the web or somebody told you, you know, do the same thing, whether you're a new listener, or old listener, go out, share it with your friends. As always, you can find us on the web, www.ianhates.com. You can find us on Twitter, Ian Hates Podcast. I tend to tweet out several times a day now, kind of <laughs> what I'm listening to. You're killing it on there, Craig. Uh, yeah, what I'm listening to, trying to you know get people to listen to new music like Landscapes here. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Ian Hates. Yep. Uh, and you can get to all this from the website. Feel free to tweet at us, You know, uh, send us a message on Facebook. There's a form on the bottom of the ianhates.com webpage. You can fill out, send us the love, send us the hate. You can email us, ianhates at gmail.com. And again, share the episodes that you love. Share the podcast yep. with all your friends. Retweet us. Share us on all their walls on Facebook. Get us out there. Yeah. If you want to have, if your band is listening and you guys want to have a great interview like we just did, you know, feel free. Email us, ianhates.com, uh, the forum there, or ianhates at gmail.com. Like you can yeah. do all that and we'll be happy. I mean, that's right. It'll allow us to, you know, keep talking to, you know, new artists or new, you know, artists that have new music coming out and you'll get exposed to, to new music as, as a listener here. So yeah. it, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. It's what we love to do. And clearly you're here listening. So it's what you love as well. And we appreciate that. Exactly. And on a, just a side on ianhates.com, you can also listen to my movie podcast, Ian Hates Movies. Uh, and this week we're actually doing a good one for once. Uh, we're doing Captain America, the Winter Soldier uh, because of the new trailer that came out for Civil War. So we figured we'd go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. So happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone who happens to be listening on time. That's right. Is, is the way to do it. Happy um, St. Patrick's Day if you're listening on time. Yeah, there you go. And I think, and Craig, that isn't your catchphrase, but did you have a chance to think of your new catchphrase? I didn't have a chance oh. to think of your catchphrase. I'm sorry to disappoint our listening audience and most especially you, Ian. <laughs> uh, I will work on a new catchphrase. Uh, my non catchphrase is getting old, but. Before you ask, Ian, no, I don't have anything else. It's still good, though. All right, so I still like that catchphrase. I still like that catchphrase. So, so just to reiterate, uh, Modern Earth, Landscape's new album comes out April 8th. We're about to play two new songs off of that album. We're going to first start with Radiance, and we're going to go into Remorser. And then that covers everything from that, ianhates.com. And then I will end the way I always do, Long Days and Pleasant Nights. Thanks, everyone.